This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we are rolling right into a podcast. Al Dukes, what is up, man? Now, Jerry, uh, Jerry, uh, later on coming up, when we did the warm-up show, we talked a little bit about rotisserie chicken that you get in the supermarket. We did. Right. We were talking about it. So uh, one of the things we came up is uh, how terrific of a meal it is. It's $5. You get yourself a rotisserie chicken, and it tastes delicious also. So, of course, I had one person on Twitter send me an article about how rotisserie chicken is filled with sodium and sugars. I know. It's delicious, isn't it? It does make it delicious. Yeah. Now, I no longer would eat the skin. Like, I used to love, like, I could have skinned that whole rotisserie chicken and just eaten the skin. But I don't do that anymore. Right. Because I do know that the skin is not great for you. No, the skin's terrible, right? Right. But God, is it tasty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> why is animal skin so delicious, Jerry? I don't know. Why is everything that's terrible for you delicious? Yeah. There's some things that are delicious that it's not terrible for you. Like, you know, like uh, like barbecue chicken is nice. It's not eh, terrible for you. You can't compare barbecue chicken yeah. to a sausage pizza. Right. Or even like chicken strips, which are deep fried. Those are right. delicious. Bad exactly. for you. is delicious. Bad for you. Yes. But I thought the rotisserie chicken was like just cooking in its own juices, which that can't be bad for you. But evidently, I guess. It's not bad for you. You'll be fine. It's a lot better than eating chicken parm. I got news for you. Right. Although I did have, uh, I had um, eggplant parm over the weekend. Isn't that awesome? Did you have a deep fried eggplant parm or was it baked eggplant parm? I believe it was baked. It was not deep fried. Okay. And, and when I ordered it, I ordered light on the cheese because all these restaurants when you get something parmesan like they go over the top oh yeah so they did a tremendous job like it was just enough cheese without being over cheese right sure you know what i'm saying jerry i hear you that's a good restaurant right there shout out to rocco's pizza in bradley beach who who listened to i ordered on and uh on like online and i put on their special instructions Mm -hmm. light on the cheese well, there's a place by me called the La Strada in Matawan that I order from, and they are with the instructions on the app. They yeah. nail it every yeah. time. I love an I I love app ordering, online ordering, especially a thing like that where they, like Jersey Mike's has this too. When you go to order, yeah, you order your sandwich, then you check or uncheck what you want or don't want on. Yeah, they make it oh, easy, so simple. Yep, I know. This is you know these. This is one thing that I think. One of the positives, if you could say positives came out of COVID, is the food ordering has really ramped up. Yes, it made it much easier much and it's easier. quicker. Easier, quicker, more accurate, I, I would say. I agree. Yeah. So I'm not going to let that guy ruin my rotisserie chicken. I wouldn't worry about it. Although the dog walker did tell me this morning that, uh, you know, I gave Whimsy some of this rotisserie chicken last night. Yeah. And the the woman told me, um, she said... Uh, up oh, all good whimsy, although her, her poop was mushy. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on uh, the rotisserie chicken because I did while I was shopping. I don't want the guy doesn't want me to say his first name, but when I was in Stop and Shop, a fella stopped me, Jerry, fan of the podcast. In fact, broke out his phone and showed me all of our podcasts on his phone. He said, he, "Wow." 
he said he quotes stacks them up and then goes through them when he is uh like when he's hanging out on the beach or when he's exercising how cool is that so i met him and he was also shopping for his dog he had rice and regular chicken i said i'm going to give my dog some of this rotisserie he goes hmm could not maybe not good for the stomach and right, then well, I wound up with dog diarrhea. Well, live I and learn. Now you don't have to worry about it anymore. Hopefully that gets cleared up by the time she poops with me. Yes, when you get home. When I get home, yeah. Uh, Gio brought something up during a break. It did not come up during the show, but I'm going to bring it up to you here. He okay. said he was uh, he was with his friends, and uh, something uh, one of his friends' things got canceled, and then Gio, many drinks in, decided that he was going to pay for something for his friend, and it was... Uh, it was a higher priced item okay that he said he then when he became sober thought hmm i'm not sure i should have done that Uh-oh. but i wonder do you have that like i i was i was talking to eddie then about it as well it's like yeah like when you get tipsy or a little drunk money is no object mm. like for fun like if something sounds like fun i think you make hmm, i don't want to say better because it's not better i think you make decisions easier but you may regret the decision later, yes. Yeah, like I wouldn't buy a car when I was drunk. Yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I could talk myself into buying like uh, probably a guitar, even though I don't play guitar. Definitely. I think, so like yesterday, not that I was drunk by any stretch, but I was outside. It was beautiful out. I had the Yankee game on the TV on the deck, and I was a few margaritas in. And I'm, I said to myself, no joke. I said, you know, because the, the picture kept freezing every now and again. I'm like, I've been saying for six months I'm going to call Xfinity. I'm like, you know what? I'm calling. Mm-hmm. And I ordered Xfinity on the spot. What now, were, I don't know. I probably would have examined that more otherwise. But I just did it. Yeah. Um, in that case, to be honest, that prompted a good decision because I needed to do it. I had to do it. Right. Um, in other cases, you're probably right. You probably make stupid decisions, whether they're financial. I can tell you this. When I'm in Atlantic City... And if it's whatever it could be, it could be blackjack, it could be poker, it could be whatever I'm playing. The more you drink, the more free you are with the yes. money. That is true. I mean, I I will say that because all of a sudden a fifty dollar chip is like it's you know a, a dime. Yes. So that is true. But I don't. I'm not sure what you're referencing with G. So I don't know exactly what it was. But you know, I definitely think you make decisions easier, whether the right ones or not. That's a different issue. Right. Right, you're right. You don't sweat the decision. No, you don't. You make a quick decision, you decide, you live with it, and you move on. The only decision I've really regretted financially was was Universal Studios in Orlando, and I completely effed up the whole thing. Yeah, do you still think about that? I do. Yeah, I do. So to uh, refresh our memory, you bought tickets. We went to Universal Studios. I was just going to buy regular tickets to go in. And the line was incredibly long to buy the tickets. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go on the app and buy them. And when I was on the app, I saw the thing for all access passes to spend an, you know, an easier day at the park and just have no lines anywhere. And I said, you know what? We haven't done anything with these kids park-wise all week. I'm going to spend the extra money, and I'll spend, instead of spending what would have been $600 to get in, I'm going to spend you know whatever it was. twelve. I forget, 1200 or 1300 I, I knew it was ridiculous, but I figured one time. And when we went up to get in, it turned out I bought the wrong thing, and then I still had to buy passes. And it ended up costing me two grand to get to oh, do a day at Universal Lord. Studios, which that is so you, stupid. And that bugged you. It still bugs me. Yeah. It's a waste of money. So all those other people that were online, they could have just bought regular tickets through the app instead of waiting online? Yep, so could why I have. Why didn't they do that? What do you mean? Like, why didn't all those people that were just standing online, well, why didn't they go through an app? Through the I'll app? tell you this. First of all, many of the people online were older people. Yeah. Um, I am not old, but I'm also not a teenager, and it took me a while to figure out how to buy the tickets. Yeah. I had the patience to do it, but even after all that, Al, I bought the wrong ones. Yeah. So I could see why someone that's in their 50s or 60s might be shy to download the app and put their credit card information in and try and figure it out. I barely could figure it out, and in the end, I screwed up the whole thing. There's still people in my life that will not do online banking. Oh, I believe it. That doesn't shock me. Like they're like, oh, I got to get to the bank to deposit this. I like, go, p- just take a picture, take and a picture send of it, it in. on the app. Oh, I don't trust that. What if they get hacked? Oh well, uh, our, guess what? Our you might get hacked anyway. Everywhere, right? Exactly. Live, damn it. Right. Listen to you. Live, Jerry. I try to. That's what I say. Live. 
I do try to. I have a very disturbing story here. Oh, no, I don't want to hear disturbing. It's really maybe one of the most strange, one of the strangest stories that we've Before you to do you. that, can I ask you a question? Yeah. All right, you, Greg, Eddie, mm-hmm. Boomer. Yes. Just to start, we'll go Izzo. Okay. And we'll go, give me one more person that was at the boat show on uh, on Friday. Um, can you think of anyone else? And Jess. Jess Clark, who okay. put it all together. Out of the six of you, mm-hmm. for real, over, under on anyone that comes back COVID positive? Ooh, out of six. You're going to tell me zero? Like, no. First of all, is everybody going to get tested? Uh, I'm going to get tested because I have a kid at home from uh, CBS. Okay. So Eddie's going to get tested. Gio's not sure if he's getting tested or if he's going to wait for if he gets symptoms. Right. Well, the problem is you may not have symptoms. Right. So what's your answer? I'm going to say, what, are you giving me an over-under out of six people? Just a, if anybody, just some yes or no's. Anybody get it? I'm going to say one person gets One person. It. Okay. I was just curious. One All right, to t- two. Tell me about this disturbing story. There's a story that comes out of Michigan. So it's here in the United States, Jerry. It's not one of these fugazi stories that I go like in Sweden, a man. Right. And it's not a Florida story. It's not a Florida man, which is okay. also unique. This is a, a Michigan man. Michigan man. A Michigan man got six kidney beans. Oh, I saw this. Lodged in his wiener hole, or the medical term is the urethra, during a bizarre attempt at sexual gratification. He's 30 years old. He wanted to, quote, express the beans during during ejaculation. This was published in the journal Urology Case Reports. Yeah. He put six kidney beans in the hole. First of all, how do you do that? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. The body is incredible. How do you do that? Oh, Jerry, it's making me cringe. Tell me about it. It's making me cringe. And I saw the medical photos of the size of the kidney beans next to a ruler. I don't understand. I don't know how they got in there. I don't, but I don't understand. Where does the supposed pleasure come from? He, He thought the... The pleasure would happen when he ejaculated and shot them out. What a moron. Yeah. What does he think, he's shooting BBs? Well, listen to this, Jerry. The man, when admitted to the hospital, admitted that it, quote, wasn't his first time participating in this practice, although he never attempted to use that many beans. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Humanity is... <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> what a bunch of animals, honestly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Jerry. I don't even know if I should tell you how they got them out. How'd they get them out? Don't tell me like the way you suck out a venom. Medics, medics managed to remove one kidney bean... By applying numbing cream to the area and then squeezing the passageway. Goodbye. Wow. Goodbye, everybody. Could you imagine being, uh, this is not what you went to doctor school right. for. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you, think that in, do you think in medical school to be a urologist that even comes up? You know, I bet there is. I bet there they do go over some bizarre cases. Kidney beans in the penis? Probably not that one. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. But this is going this is going to the journal Urology Case Reports. So Wow. Okay. It said uh so that's how they got one of them out. The that's only one? The, the rest of the beans beans uh followed a complex process that involved holding the man's urinary entrance open and inserting a tube oh my through which they passed surgical implementation. Whoa. You hear? You know what that? You following that one, Jerry? No. They put why, like a mini mean? pipe in there, and then put the medical device, like the clampers, through. Oh, the... okay. You're making me. It's making it hurt. You know what I do with kidney beans, Jerry? Eat them. Yeah. I cook them. <laughs> I eat them in a salad. You've never thought to put them in your penis? No. <laughs> my mouth, yes. <laughs> uh, any? Not in my nose. Not in my ears. Oh, not my in my God. butt. Uh, at least the butt made more sense. Yeah, I feel like the butt area gives you more room to work with. Good God. Damn. Right? I mean, you do colonoscopies. So 
that area is able to, oh. you know. I wasn't ready for this story today. Me I got to be honest. <laughs> and I saw it Saturday, too. You saw this uh, in the New York Times. I saw. This? I saw. New, I saw it somewhere. I, I might have been. Might have been the Post. Oh my gosh! Actually, yeah, I did see it. Holy cow! There's. I saw that. I also saw, which is just crazy. Have you seen the video of the Afghan Afghanistan people trying to latch on to the U.S. Uh, U.S. Air Force plane? I have not. Holy God! Out. They literally. They are climbing on the plane. Yeah. Trying to take off with it. Hmm. Yeah. No. I. I I'm aware. That there's something crazy going on there. I yeah, don't. I, the I Taliban just took over the country. Yeah, I haven't seen the, all the details. Yeah, it's it's bad. It yeah. really is bad. Anyway, how about this though, Jerry? This uh, the patient who had this uh, the beans. Yeah. The uh, doctor said minimal trauma to his urethra and was just discharged the next day. That's incredible. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You do something like that, then you end up with a girlfriend a year later. Do you tell yeah. her? Funny story, you know, I see you're making beans. Uh... <laughs> Is no, that I how think it you comes keep, up? I think you keep that to yourself. <laughs> but it's in your medical history. It is in your medical history, although she, did, your girlfriend or wife would not have access to that. No, but here's where, you're, here's where they, would, they could find out. So, like, I had kidney stones back in the day. Right. I remember being in the hospital with my wife and them asking you, and you can't, when you're in the hospital, I mean, you're really going to lie about stuff? And I remember them asking me if I had any prior issues. You're just going to hold that? The other thing is a lot of times, like if you go to switch doctors now, they request your records. Oh, sure. So doctors are going to be like, yeah, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I've been looking over your records. This this can't be right, and I want to see what they may have confused it. It says here you put kidney beans in your penis. (laughs) Is that a typo? <laughs> you'd think then they ask them to leave, or do you think they take them on as a patient? I think they take them on, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you got to see this new patient. It seems <laughs> completely normal, but put, put kidney beans in his wiener <laughs> for pleasure. What a stupid story, man. Yeah. All right. There you go, Jerry. A Michigan man. A Michigan man. Jerry, let's do the warm-up That's show. That's it. We're done? We're done. Uh, we'll do the warm-up show now, and then we'll be back tomorrow to do uh, the warm-up show live at 5 a.m. till 6, and then you and Gio will do another program. Boomer's out all week. Uh, so we'll look forward to that tomorrow then, Jerry. This is what I hear. All right. We'll see you tomorrow then. All right. So. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. New York Sports is on the fan, 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campus. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Right, what do you say we do this? We start a new week. It's a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock. It's a Monday. We've got the Eddie Scazzeri, who is a little lazy and having a few cocktails on Friday. He is back, and he is staring inside to a man who really needs no introduction, but I'll try anyway. His name is Al Max Dukes. What's up, dude? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Fresh off uh, the Friday boat party, I can tell you this. I mean, you're, you're, you'll are you're be home this week still uh, battling uh, COVID protocols. You don't have COVID yourself, but battling COVID protocols. I can tell you that uh, fresh off the boat party, Jerry, handshaking is back 100%. Oh, yeah. No one cares about the variant Handshaking is back. Putting your hand on sweaty backs to take photos, also back 100%. So if I don't come away with COVID in some way, it will be a miracle. It I might mean, be. Most you of get the, yourself tested this week. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Most you of the, should. I got to tell you, most of the people looked like they had COVID. <laughs> be honest with you. <laughs> That's not good. They were good. sweating. <laughs> they fit all the categories, Jerry. Overweight, sweating. Well, I mean, it was, it was 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in the rearview mirror, and you're right. The handshaking yeah. is back, back 100%. It's back. There's nothing. I for sure thought handshaking was out because that was one of those things where I was like, why do we even shake hands? You're spreading germs. So I thought for sure 
the fist bump was going to take over. Uh, uh, but no, it's back. It's well, back, Jerry. I did have uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did have an instance where a guy came to shake my hand yeah. and I went with the fist bump. Yeah. And he goes, come on. I'm like, no, I'm good. Come on. And I won. He hit you with the come on, like yes. give me your hand? Come on, yes. I know, yeah. It was wi- It was some wild stuff, Jerry. Then the other weird thing was is, um, you know how I love attention. Like, I'm I've guy, heard. Big attention guy. Yeah. Uh, they didn't let the crowd in until 6 o'clock. Yeah, I, what was up with I that? I wanted people to stare at me, Jerry. Where was the adulation for me? Especially when we promoted the whole... That's what now, I thought. I wasn't there, but I was supposed to be, and you were there, and it would have been all about you. Maybe they thought, oh, people really only want to see Jerry, and he's not here. Let's keep them back. I don't think that was it at all. Let's keep them back. Maybe that it's like what uh, Axl Rose does. Like You leave people waiting for like an hour or so. It gets them more pumped, more hyped up. I suppose. For the show. That was... Dis- I mean, I could tell from my house. It was quiet. Very quiet. Not that I expected anybody to go nuts, but I figured you'd hear something in the background. Well, I could see the people. They were all lined up. It was pretty cool, Jerry. Pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But then uh, we went on the boat. I uh, had some uh, Michelob Ultras. I enjoyed some of those. Really let loose. I kept uh, drinking my waters, though. Uh, So it was a good time. Uh, Boomer did send me a photo yesterday of me asleep on the boat (laughs) while the party was going on. So (laughs) give you some idea how much. Well, but in fairness, all kidding aside, in fairness, you left your condo at one thirty in the morning. I woke up at one. Yeah, I left at two. But yes, I I, I, I woke up at one. Wait, think about that. And I walked in the door at nine thirty p.m. Which is fine. But my point is, you you got up at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You had to drive two hours. You did a show, you completed your work day, and then everything started, which is fine. The idea that someone wouldn't, you know, pass out for 20 minutes is not ludicrous. Right. So that doesn't surprise me. That wasn't too crazy then. No, I, Tim, I don't think so. All right. I mean, you know, for all these people that want to, you know, rip us for stuff like that, yeah. you go get up at 1 o'clock in the morning every day. Yeah. Not fun. It's that? not fun. Uh, Jerry, you're in for Boomer all this week. This is what I'm told. It'll be uh, the Geo and Jerry show. Right on. With uh, Mr. CeeLo in on updates. I saw him out in the hallways. Good. I'm glad he showed up. And he did say to me, he goes, uh, haven't, we haven't heard from Jerry yet. Should we be concerned? He's normally here. I said, he's working from home. <laughs> he was unaware. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't share. I mean, I share. I, you know, yeah, I didn't share it with him. Yeah. I did tell you and Eddie and uh, Greg. Correct. And Bob, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one responded, but that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. Like, what I was like, I don't need to. I had already, I'd already known that, so yeah. I didn't need. I felt I didn't feel. The need I to wasn't. Respond. Yeah, because to me, I, I kind of assumed it, but until I talked to the boss, I wasn't a hundred percent. Like I was all for going in, right? But uh, yeah, that didn't happen. I ran a Twitter poll yesterday, Jerry. I want to see how you feel about this. I went food shopping yesterday, and I, I took a rotisserie chicken out of the heat lamp. What did you do to the chicken? Well, I, well, I took it. I put it in my cart. Okay, that's all right. I was walking around with the chicken. And at one point, I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want this chicken. But I felt like that's an item that once you take off the shelf in the store, you've committed to it. Is it an open chicken or is it covered? It's covered, but... So what's the problem? It's not. Uh, the problem is it's it's a hot meal. Yeah. And I've removed it from the hot source. Put it back under the hot uh, light. Yeah, I, I ended up buying it even though I wasn't... Why? I probably w- because I felt like it was one of those items that you can't put it behind the cereal boxes. That's what you know what, Jerry. <laughs> the overwhelming majority of people on Twitter <laughs> said the cereal box aisle. I can you, tell you, you as someone fools. who were <laughs> you, you hide everything in the cereal aisle. So here's what here's what I learned. Unbelievable. Working in the supermarket years and years and years ago, yeah. stocking shelves overnight. <laughs> So they call what they call it. They call it blocking when you're, you know, you're low on a product. Let's oh, say yeah. you've got enough room for two rows, seven products. You have fourteen spaces, and then you go there, and there's, you know, there's only two boxes left. Well, you pull them up, and you call it, you block the space basically, and it makes it look like the aisle's full. Right, you front the shelves. I can't tell you how many nights you would go in, and you would have. Let's say, uh, just I'm just throwing this out there. Let's say Frosted Flakes. Right. And you would have a brand new case of Frosted Flakes to throw up on the shelf. But before you would put them up, like, oh, well, there's two in the front here. And you, you just make sure there's nothing behind them. And then all of a sudden, ah, there's nothing behind them. All right, we can, we can take these off, put the new ones behind, and put the old ones in front. Now we're full. How many times you would check and you would pull one box off and there would be like cans of, you know, 
peaches and heavy syrup behind it because yeah. someone decided they didn't want them. That happened all the time. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like. I don't think you can you can put the chicken back, and I don't. You can't definitely can't leave lunch meat. Like if you, you probably shouldn't, but you're not going to be arrested if you do. If you get like a boar's head, and it's rude, have, and you have it's rude, right? You have the deli cut it. Yeah, and you can't put it back. I, I think anything refrigerated, if oh, you've no, had it out of your, it back. yeah, I don't like it. So I kept it, and then I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the rotisserie chicken. Well, good. So the That's, chicken died for your pleasure. It's one of the great bargains. You get I an agree. entire chicken that's been cooked for you. It's five dollars. I'll tell you where it's the better bargain is Costco. Because it's bigger, number one, and it's essentially the same price. And someone that works there once told me, and I don't know that this is true or not, but someone that works there once told me they lose money on those chickens, but because people come in for them and they keep the price low, you end up walking out with $90 worth of stuff you didn't intend to go in and buy. So they get you in the store via the rotisserie chicken. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's happened to me, too. Like I'll it's go one in of the for great the rotisserie. bargains. It is a bargain. I think the rotisserie chicken at Costco, I think, is $6. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's it's bigger than the one you get at the supermarket, and it's outstanding. And there's no question, I have gone in there at like 3.30 because I didn't feel like cooking or my wife didn't feel like cooking. I was like, all right, you know what? I'll run to Costco and do that. And then you end up picking stuff up on the way. Oh, by the way, when you're, can you just grab some Honey Nut Cheerios? Great. Right. Two boxes, $12. They sure, get you in with the, uh, with the rotisserie chickens, Jerry. Yes. That's the way they do it. It's very smart. Very they smart. sacrifice a rotisserie chicken for you. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you got to try the Costco one. All right. Well, I don't go to Costco, Jerry. I'm a, I'm a man of one. I don't That's need a, 1,200 well, breasts of chicken. perhaps if you went there once in a while, you could buy the toilet paper and your mom wouldn't have to keep dropping it off for you. All right. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, the Mets. I mean, uh, what why? are we doing what, why? here? The, why? the sweep. Uh, why? You know, the uh, the first two games of this series, Jerry, Friday and Saturday, I thought they were tough losses, 10 innings. I thought the Mets hung in there at least, gave us something. They and did. crushed Sunday night. Friday night's game was fun because they were com- they, they had the comeback. Yeah. They had a chance to pull in front, and you felt like when they didn't, they were in trouble. They wound up losing in 10, fair enough. Saturday was the type of game where you were getting such a well-pitched game by Taiwan Walker, but they couldn't score. And it's like, you're sitting there like, they're not going to win this game one nothing. He's not going to throw a no-hitter. And sure enough, they never they never put up another run. They wind up losing in 10. And then yesterday, or last night rather, was just an embarrassment. I mean, my guy, yeah, I get to the TV, Al, no joke. So I was outside. I watched the Yankee game in the afternoon. And I was outside doing some stuff, and I forgot if the game started at 7 or 8. I go inside at 8 o'clock. It's 6 nothing in the second inning. Right, it's 6 nothing second inning, and you're facing Max Scherzer. I Goodbye. Mean, come on. And then, but you know what? Not only that, you're right. They were facing Max Scherzer. They had chances. They kept putting guys on base. They couldn't get a hit. They were, what were they, 2 for 27 or something with runners in scoring position? In this. I mean, give me a break. It really is embarrassing. And so you can take that lovely national sweep and stick it where the sun don't shine because they're right back where they were now. Matter of fact, in worse shape because I think they're two and a half out because the Braves had a good weekend. Because guess who they played? The Nationals. Uh, just terrible. Terrible, terrible. They had to get at least one here. And now they go to San Fran. And by the way, Noah Syndergaard's right with the tweet about baseball and ESPN, about making them play at 7 o'clock last night and then flying to California to play tonight. That's not right. Right. Not right. Right. They play the San Francisco Giants. Yes, Syndergaard hit social media, cursed out Major League Baseball and ESPN for moving their game to Sunday night when they have to fly to San Fran for a Monday game. Oh, goes, and, and taking on a team that's got, I think, the best record in baseball. I think. I got to look. The San I mean, Fran Giants? Right. Yes. Yeah, that was Oop. stupid. Who, by the way, I'd like to thank for helping me out with my little rare double play Sunday oh. uh, BetMGM bet. Uh, Is that right? Giants you, and Padres yesterday. You did well. And I went to minus one and a half on both of them. Easy, easy, easy. Nice. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I think that was on the uh, on a whim I did that. Now, Friday night when a Boomer and I were making our escape of Fire Island on yeah. the water taxi. <laughs> that sounds funny. Boomer leaned over to me with his... Now, I have big print on my iPhone because yeah. my eyes are going. Uh, Boomers is like super big print. I've seen. I know. He turned to me and showed me Jacob deGrom shut down two yep. more weeks. Yep. And by the way, the Giants do have the best record in baseball, 76-42. and 42. Oh, that's not good, Jerry. This no. is one of these uh, road trips where you don't see the games because they start at 10 o'clock at night and the Mets lose all of them. Yes, and their season very well could end this week. It's on the line. It's possible. 
So DeGrom's gone two more weeks. I guess he's just not ready to roll. Javi Baez is on the injured uh, list with back spasms. It's a disaster, yep. Jerry. It is. Full-on Mets disaster. The one thing I'll say about DeGrom, because there were a lot of people, you know, yourself included, but you were, certainly weren't the only one that was questioning if he was really hurt. I mean, yeah. at, at least we have found out that he is really hurt, number one. Number two, why is it taking so long to figure out what the hell it was? That's a problem. And then three... You got, yeah, Baez just gets here. He gets hurt. Lindor still isn't back. It's, you know, I don't know what to expect out of this team anymore because I still look at a lineup that should be better than they are. And it's just, it's bad. I mean, how about Carrasco last night? I mean, good Lord. Got his butt kicked, Jerry. Oh, I'm just horrible. Horrible. It was horrible. It was how you call it what you want. Horrible, horrible, disgusting. Well, whatever. It was what it was. Well, no worries, Jerry. Tonight, Rich Hill's on the mound. Oh, great. Slow curveballs. Well, the only thing that's, that stinks about, well, I shouldn't say stinks. The good thing about that is they're in San Francisco, so he won't bore us because there's no way I'll be up. Right. What time right. does that game yeah, start? Yeah. It's a 945 start. Is that what time it starts? Yeah. 945? It's 9.45. That's an interesting time. Yeah, they're normally like 10.05 starts. This is a 945 start. Jerry. Yeah, that is, uh, that's a different one. All right, mm-hmm. well, that's cool. Well, 945, maybe I'll see an inning. That's possible. Uh, Eddie may see it when he wakes up. Eddie might the see end. the last couple of innings. Yeah. I think that's happened before. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of neat. That'll happen. So, Rich Hill, huh? Mm-hmm. Against okay. someone named Kevin Gossman. <laughs> Kevin Gossman, dude. We do. I do know him. I am he's aware. He's a Cy Young Award candidate I'm aware, Jerry. He's terrific. <laughs> you just called him Gossman. Gossman. <laughs> Kevin Gossman. What you know what's interesting about Kevin Gossman is when he was with the Orioles, I mean, talk about as pedestrian a pitcher as there is. And he's gone to the Giants now. Granted, they are really good for sure, which we know. But he has been, I mean, crazy good. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up his numbers now. I'll bet you his ERA is below 2.7. Like, he's been tremendous. Let's see. Kevin Gausman. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's even better than I thought. He's 11-5 and five with an ERA of 2.2. Nice. That's pretty good. That's pre- Jerry, I would say his numbers are pretty good. I'd say that's pretty good. Pretty good, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. No, he's been he's been outstanding for them. So that's what the Mets are dealing with tonight. That having been said, I'm, so I'm looking up his – this is what's interesting to me. So Kevin Gossman this year is thrown to an ERA of 2.2. Last year, um, after he was moved there, he was fine. His ERA in his career, 5.6. Uh, that one doesn't count. only three games. Uh, 4.5, 3.7, 4.7, 5.7. Like, how do you get that good? Like, what, is it what changes? Is it confidence? Probably illegal substance. <laughs> sticky stuff, That's Jerry, not where I was stuff. going. Maybe it's the air in San Francisco. You never know. Well, I suppose. What do they say? The coldest winter was the summer I spent in San Francisco? <laughs> what does that mean? You never heard that? No. That really? is a very famous saying. It because From who? From San Franciscans started oh. it, I guess. Yeah, people be- who visit. And the water and the wind out there and the fog, and it gets really chilly at night out there in the summer. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Mm, I was unaware. I don't like California anymore. I used to want to live there when I was a kid. Seems like a disaster out there now. Oh, I'm not saying it's not. I do do enjoy California. When things are right, I love California. I do like San Diego. I didn't care for San Francisco area. San Diego, lovely. Yeah, but you're talking about the city. If you go into the suburbs around San Francisco, it is beautiful. Well, that's the place where, like, even, like, a tiny house is, like, millions of dollars. Correct. That is true. Yeah. I wonder if the uh, do you get paid a lot more. Probably not. Probably not. So how do people afford it? I have no idea. Yeah. Kind of bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. 517. We're just getting started. When we come back, we're going to discuss moving to North Carolina, plus the Yankees. They had a really good win on Sunday. Had a good weekend after the Field of Dreams loss on Thursday night. We've got that and more, plus Geo at the top right here on The Fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Everybody come see the greatest show. Gather up all juggalos and roll. Everybody come see the greatest 
is the old Ron and Fest theme, uh, Jerry. I don't know what this is. The old Ron and Fest theme. Fest passed away over the weekend. Yes, I saw that. Did you hear the news? Uh, yeah, I did. Fez uh, Marie Watley. Is that who you worked with, Ron and Fez? Ron and Fez, yeah. Fez Fez Marie Watley was his stage name, Jerry. His real name was Todd Hillier. Yeah, that was was a show I don't think I ever heard two seconds of. Yeah, he was only uh, 57 years old. He uh, had, uh, I guess, many heart issues that were hereditary. Very sad. And uh, they finally caught up with him. A very uh, unique radio performer, though. He's really one of the last guys that I know that did a full-on character full-time on the radio like his persona was a character he wasn't himself yeah like fez marie watley was his over-the-top character but he did it the entire time he was on the air it wasn't like he you know that was just who he was to many people but then off the air he was not a different person yeah it was a different person right so that was like one of the last uh radio people i think to do that that i can be aware of i think everyone is sort of more of their own personality and exaggerated in some ways was the grease man like that the grease man i would say uh, yeah probably the, probably, sure right? the grease man talked like waddle doodle all day <laughs> we, long you never know <laughs> you do never know you never know man yeah but uh i've stolen many things from uh, fez i stole uh the sias okay uh, that was a ron and fez thing uh, Fez used to do, he did various characters that he would call in to his own show with as various characters. He used to call in as Andre the Giant. Okay. And so he used to reference how tall he was and how big he was. So I oh, stole so you that, stole that from him. Stole that directly from Fez as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. it was. Uh, I did it first as an homage, and then I just kept doing it. And then I just stole And now we're going to make t-shirts. Own. And now we're going to make t-shirts, yeah. Which we got to get going on that, for God's sake, before uh, Christmas. Yep. Yes, we do. Like let's go. Yes. So yeah, it's, uh, I've told you for whatever. I mean, listen, I'm the I'm the sports guy clearly, but I guys. I was not one that ever gravitated towards 1027. I still yeah. listen to Mike and Chris back in the day. I still listen to whoever it was. Eddie, who was in middays at that point? Eddie's was gone. it Russ and Steve? Eddie left. Eddie's gone. Okay. Um, I, I just I was never one. I just never like even sports guys. I was on that show taping updates. Yeah. With uh, Chris Olivero as the producer back mm-hmm. in the day. And yet never listened to it on the way home. Right. <laughs> listened to Imus, and I was a fan fan. So You were a WF fan guy yeah, through and through. I, I, Opie and Anthony, I don't think I listened to more than 20 minutes, for yeah. real. I was like, I don't get This is not for me. Not your style. And Ron and Fez, never once. Oh, that was a terrific program, Never Jerry. once. All right. Well, that's a terrible eulogy you just gave Fez Watley. No, no, no. Come on now. There's a lot of great shows that I've never listened to or watched. I right. mean, until recently, as you know, I never listened to Howard Stern ever. Right. You know, I, I would say he's had a pretty good career. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty good. <laughs> yes. Pretty good. So that is nothing. There's nothing um, negative to say about Mr. Fez. I don't. I just didn't listen. And Mr. Fez Wally had a, a long time career. Started with Ron and Ron of Florida and then uh, Ron and Fez. And Did uh, you get to know them when you were in Florida? No, I was aware of them because they were very huge when I when I was down there. Uh, but I I didn't and back then I was like a Howard Stern freak where I would not allow myself to find enjoyment in any other radio programs. Right, sure. You either liked Howard Stern or everybody else was ripping him off back then. Right. Were they on in the morning? Uh, they were a morning show. Yeah. Oh, they were. Yes. Interesting. For a long time, Jerry. Hmm. Jerry, let's talk Yankees now. First of all, Garrett Cole is returning tonight. Yes. Now, he said uh, that he was mystified by the Yankees' COVID outbreak. You know, we've talked about so many Yankee players just every day. It's like another COVID player. And he he had an interesting quote, this Garrett Cole. He said, quote, it's not like we're going out to grimy bars and grinding till four in the morning. That was a quote. Yeah. It's like he could understand, Jerry, catching COVID if he went to a grimy bar and grinded on some people. Yeah, I don't know why people are so surprised, though, because if one guy's got it and no one, you know, it's like you asked a question, I want to say two weeks ago, like when I was discussing the whole fact of I'm vaccinated, but, you know, I really can't be coming into work now, which is fine. And I get it. That's that's all good. You asked the question, what's the point of the vaccine then? Yeah. And a lot of people have, you know, certainly yelled at us on Twitter, well, you can still get it just because you got the vaccine and just it's going to limit your effects. Right. But that's it right there. So Garrett Cole got it. He's back feeling good, and he dealt with it in a different way than others are because he is vaccinated and maybe didn't have the effects that many others do. But if you're around one person that's got it and you're, there, there's no mask on either one of you, 
the stuff's passing through, it's very easy to get it again. I think I was around 500 people with it uh, on a Friday, which will be interesting. I mean that you know that comes now. The difference is you were outside. Mm-hmm. I mean you're talking about a baseball team. A lot of while you're playing on the field, there's still a lot going on in the clubhouse. That's true. There's people not wearing masks, and you know most people. I'll tell you the one thing. You know, as you know, clearly I've been upfront about it. You know, I've got it. It's run through my house now, and you know my son got it with not really. <laughs> Not much of a symptom at all. And it was kind of like, ah, let's just make sure. Al, when I tell you there's nothing wrong with him, if I didn't bring him, we'd be out and about, and God knows what he'd, you know? I think a lot of people have, they don't even know it. Right. So if you want to know, it doesn't shock me. The odd thing is, why is it not happening to other teams? That's what's yes, odd. That aside is very from odd. the Nationals. Correct. You know? And they're not the only team to have it happen to, but they're one of few. Maybe it's a Johnson & Johnson vaccine they took. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. You could yeah, be, maybe you it's could easier right. to break through with J&J, even yeah. though you're not going to get very sick. But, but uh, these other shots, I'm hearing we got to get booster shots now. Well, yeah, but that's fine. <sighs> I don't want to. That's enough with the shots. I thought I got my shot, and I'm good. Look at Jerry. He's in a house full of COVID. Nothing. He's fighting it off. Yeah, I mean, I've certainly made sure to stay clear, um, you know, in the house. But, yes. If so you can far, catch so it by... By touching a sweaty back, I'm definitely getting it from Friday. I don't know that you can catch it from that. From a sweaty back? I let me ask know. you this. Yeah. Any close talkers? Oh, my God, Jerry. You know our audience. <laughs> oh, there were selfies and hugs and ah. everything, Jerry. Forget it, Jerry. It, I would uh, definitely suggest getting tested. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are. And, Al, I have some information. And for you, too, Jerry, uh, on that front. So, If, oh, if yeah. I only get COVID, I'll be lucky. From that crowd. What do you think? You get a herpes sore? I may have gotten herpes from someone in the audience <laughs> just by touching their sweaty back. It's disgusting. A lot Jerry. of sweaty backs. Yeah. <laughs> How about Zach Britton, Jerry? He went to Aaron Boone and said, please, please take me out of be of the closer role. I need out. Next game. Hey, I Britton, s- you're in. <laughs> it reminded me of you at the, uh, at the Yankee Stadium game. What's that? He reminded me of you at the Yankee Stadium. I, <laughs> Get I, me can't, out of I this. can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. I know I'm supposed to be a competitor, but please take me out of the closer role. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like how far he's fallen? Yeah, I like it, though. You like it? <laughs> I like like when a guy can go, listen, I, I, I don't have it. I just don't have it today. Oh, you like the honesty. Yeah, I like the honesty. That's fair. I mean, he certainly was struggling, that's for sure. And yet, the Yankees still ended up winning two games over the weekend. Yes. And I, didn't, I really didn't get to see Saturday. I watched all of Sunday's game. Um, I was aware what was going on Saturday, but I didn't see the game, just the highlights. But, you know, they still win a couple, and I'll tell you, they're four out in the loss column. I will continue to say what I've said. This team will win the AL East. Watch. You watch. Is that right, Jerry? I, I do. I believe, After they made those moves at the deadline, and then when Rizzo comes back, assuming he's healthy again, because I know he, according to reports, has struggled a little bit with the virus, um, assuming he can get back and be himself, I'm telling you this. And how about you got to love this. Joey Gallo, who's a strikeout a second, as we know. How about the bunt single yesterday? Why do more guys not do this? Because he hit two home runs the day before. No, but he did. That's what I'm saying. Like, he goes out there and he bunts against the shift for, like, the easiest base hit. Why do guys not do this? I don't understand. I really don't. We dig the long ball, Jerry. Yeah, but you know what? We do. You're absolutely right. We also, I will tell you, dig when a guy actually does something that's a little different and cool and when you see a slugger drop down a bunt beautifully and basically walk to first base for a base hit you stand up and you applaud the guy I, I thought love, that was pretty cool yesterday. I would love to be a lefty hitting speedster. I would drag bunt You want to drag bunt? Off. Oh my gosh Sherry, it's so nice. And then what I would do is I would just be like drag bunting nonstop and then as soon as like the teams would be like you know what this jerk is just drag bunting all the time I'd fake the drag bunt whoosh, down the line, extra bases. Yeah, and you got to be careful because guys like Keith Hernandez would creep in. Yes. Now, mostly when it was the pitcher in a situation where you knew they were going to give themselves up. Right. Not a guy like Tim Raines who's going to drag bunt. But you do have to be careful with that because you do see pitchers from time to time start to square up and then pull back and swing. You really hurt someone. Yeah, I always think of like Willie McGee who was on the uh, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Speedster, Jerry. Right, it was him, it was Reigns, it was Henderson, like all those guys. Lenny Dykstra used to uh, drag bunt a little bit, but not. Yes. He was a good push bunter, too. 
Yeah, I would definitely be a drag bunter. Yeah, no, it'd be fun. I, I've heard you say you'd be in drag. How far can you start running down the line and, dr- and throw your bat at the ball like to get a head start? I don't. Uh, you what know what? I say? don't know the answer to that. My guess is you probably still have to have a foot right around the edge of the batter's box. Oh. But I don't know. I mean, you can't. You know, you can't take three steps and throw the bat at the ball. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, you could try, I suppose. I'd but. be like starting down the line and just drop the bat on it. <laughs> I don't think that that would work. Oh, it would work, Jerry. Although it'd be oh. funny. Oh, and we got oh. another no hitter in baseball, Jerry. Yeah. So that's so our over under was Pretty what cool. eight and a half. Eight and a half. So we're at eight right now. And you had a near perfect game yesterday in Cleveland. But that's why it's so hard to do. He only got through 23 uh, straight guys yeah. before he gave up a hitter. So I've got – so today's August 16th. Mm-hmm. So I've got approximately six more weeks without a no-hitter to win our lovely $1 bet. Yeah. So this was Diamondbacks rookie Tyler Gilbert. It yeah. was his – Never heard of him. Major League debut. That's a heck of a debut, which is why awesome. I decided to pick the Padres yesterday. Why they were playing against the debut guy? <laughs> well, that's who they – that's who no-hit him on Saturday. Oh. Oh, and I figured I this Padre lineup, there's no way that they're going to a lose this game and b they're going to the, the Diamondbacks are putrid, and they wound up winning eight to two. And Tatis was back with some home runs, Jerry. Yeah, good to see him back playing. I think right field. I think yesterday. Well, it was cool. Like the Mets Dodgers games this weekend, two of them uh, Bob Costas did for MLB. Excuse me, Jerry. <laughs> Coughing, but I'm using the cough button. <laughs> And then the other one was on Sunday night, so they had those um, the bats mic'd up at home plate, which I love. Yes, I know you do. I love that. Now you watch, so I'm I'm confused. How did yeah. you? I wasn't blacked out on MLB because I saw it on Pix Eleven. On Interesting, Saturday. Jerry. When you say blacked out, do you mean when I watched it on the highlight package oh, so on you didn't MLB see the game? Okay, well, I watched the extended highlight. No, no, no. Package, I know. I thought I used, thought you were saying you watched the game with Bob Costas. They used Bob Costas, which sounded cool. And, yeah, and, and I was thought of you because I know you say you don't watch games in particular for announcers i don't and i clearly didn't watch this game but w- watching the highlights back the extent you know like the six minute highlight package it was cool bob cost well there is something cool. cool and even like a voiceover i know we gotta take a break in a second like when james earl jones does voiceover yeah it, it's better i mean i agree with you it does it can enhance a broadcast or a program or whatever it is i'm just not tuning in for it that's all got it but it can definitely and i'll tell you another thing bob costas as a guest mesmerizes me because of how long he's been in sports and you can basically talk to him about anything it's pretty wild what did i watch over the weekend maybe we talk about it on the way back oh crapola remember what dmc of run dmc said about bob costas he he's said, a dope mc he called him a dope mc that's what I, I watched the malice at the palace oh i want to watch that over the weekend on netflix yeah. Yes, so we'll get to that, but I won't say much since you haven't seen it yet. We'll do that, plus uh, some other stuff. Zach Wilson played quarterback on Saturday night. We can do that as well, plus G at the top. It's the warm-up show until 6 here on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, real quick, Al. I just saw Buster Olney post this on Twitter. So you think the Mets had a bad weekend. How about the Orioles? This is Buster Olney on Twitter. The Orioles in August. They're 1-12. in 12. <laughs> They've scored 43 runs and have allowed 111. <laughs> Not great. Could you imagine going to see... And I think I'm going to see them in a couple weeks, as a matter of fact. Um, imagine going to those games... My good lord, how awful is that? Yeah, but what a, there were a lot of people at MetLife Stadium on Saturday. Oh, Jets, no Daniel Jones as we know, but Zach Wilson played, and I watched because I specifically wanted to see what he looked like. Not that this means anything, but I do think it was it was fun to see a different face under center. But God, he looks like he's a teenager, and I know he's close to being one. Um, he looks like a child, but he, I tell you, good zip on his ball, good pocket presence. 
scrambling, throwing on the run. I think if you're a Jet fan, you were pretty happy with what you saw Saturday. I don't know if you saw any of it, but it was pretty. It really was pretty good, actually. Well, played two series, right? Six to nine, sixty-three yards. Yeah, and had a, like had a couple of at least one specific drive where he moved the ball down the field. A couple of third down conversions. Like it looked like it looked like the semblance of an offense. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Phil Sims, I saw this in the New York Post. Mr. Screw Phil, Phil Sims. Screw Phil Sims. Mr. Phil Sims and his son, Chris Sims, went out to Jets practice. Now, why would Phil Sims go out to Jets practice? He said he was, quote, nosy and wanted to see what was going on over there. He's also on the NFL today. Yes. He's doing his work. He is on the NFL today. He said he was very impressed with Zach Wilson's throws while on the move, which you also just mentioned, Jerry. Well, so I mean, as quarterbacks, we see different things. You and Phil Sims are on <laughs> lock, in lockstep on that. That's actually pretty funny. Yes. No, good for, hey, good for Phil hey, good Sims. Good for you. Yeah, Mr. Man. Phil Sim. Now, Just think the season's less than a month away. I did see a lot of people hitting me up that people were complaining about the Giants offensive line. The, Daniel Jones wasn't playing. You, I don't take anything from a Giants game based on – I mean, Daniel Jones is practically a backup quarterback. You're going to tell me the backup to the backup is now – you 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 can't judge anything with, with uh, what the Giants put out there. You I don't cannot think. judge anything. I totally agree. But I'd be lying if I didn't think of you. On the Giants' first first possession, <laughs> Mike, who is it? Is Mike Lennon? Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon drops back on third down, and he gets clobbered. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets' left defensive end, and I'm forgetting what his name was, he ran right past the right tackle like he was standing still. <laughs> Crushed him. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I thought of it. Was, was it Matt Pert? I forget who it was. Um I thought of you immediately. I'm like, wow. Stop it with the offensive line. I can't handle it. Do not call me with offensive line calls, Al, get ready, my friend. Do not. (laughs) It's so funny. So, yeah, maybe Daniel Jones. I don't know who. I'm not sure who the Giants play this weekend. But uh, maybe this weekend we'll get some. We'll see some Daniel Jones. All right. So we'll you see. so you mentioned uh, before the break, Jerry, that you did watch on Netflix the series Untold, and the first episode was about was a mini documentary on Malice at the Palace. Did you? We know a lot about this already. Yeah. Is there anything new, or was it still no. interesting? It, I, here's what was interesting to me. The interesting part of it was Reggie Miller was one of the um, focus interviews, as you can imagine, and rightly okay. so. Um, by the way, Jets Packers, just because I just put it out there this real weekend? quick. Yeah, that's on Saturday night, and I think the Giants are Sunday, actually. Giants are in Cleveland Sunday afternoon at 1. Um, you know, Reggie Miller's a great interview, and he's got, you know, great recall. So he was good in that spot. I, I think the only thing I learned, honestly, was – what type of player and personality Jermaine O'Neal was, um, how he, Ron Artest, and Steven Adam, um, um, Steven Jackson meshed on that team, and then the way Artest basically begged out of Indiana and the way everybody looked at him after that. But in terms of the event itself, no. I, no, nothing. I mean, it was – and it's partly why I wasn't going to watch it. Like, what am I going to learn from this? Or what's going to be different after I watch it? I mean, I guess if you want to tell me I learned how they how the investigation went and how they found the guy that started it by throwing the bottle, okay. But it wasn't... See, I never had... I think maybe for some people, they had the notion and the thought that this was all the players' fault. How, how dare them? And that's certainly how it was portrayed in the media. I was never on that side. I was always on the side of... you know, Not that you want to see it more, but the, you know when you talking tongue-in-cheek, you sit there and say, I wish sometimes these guys would punch a fan in the face for saying the things they say to them. And you know what I'm saying. I don't mean it for real. Um, I was always on the side of the players because you can't be treating people like that. And, like, I understood what shouldn't have happened, but I understood why it happened. But did I learn anything from it? Nothing of note, I would say. A couple of things, minor, but nothing crazy. All I ever think about is Ron Artest involved in that. Was Did Reggie Miller... Reggie Miller was Fight injured people? for that game. But what did he uh, – so he was on the bench? He was on the bench. He was trying to keep the peace, basically. Oh, okay, so he wasn't throwing haymakers. No, it was Ron Artest who went right into the stands looking for the guy that threw the bottle at him. When he was laying on the scorer's table. Yeah, and then Steven Jackson followed him up to kind of help him. And then you had the one fan, which is amazing to me, 
that he found his way onto the court and confronted Artest, who then threw a punch at him. I mean, really was, I mean... Did they have, did this documentary have any of the fans that were involved? Yeah, they had the lowlife that found his way onto the court that oh, confronted Artest. Is that the guy that Artest says he's now friends with? Mm, that I didn't see. That part I didn't see. Okay. I All right, know. I'm gonna, I might check that out tonight, Jerry. You can, I mean, you gotta remember, too, I actually was anchoring the morning after that yeah. at the radio station, so I feel like I read every detail about that night, that Saturday morning. Or I forget what morning. I was working a morning shift. It was either Saturday or Sunday morning at the radio station. It was a Sunday. I remember because I was out at a, uh, I was out at a country bar in New Jersey, and I saw it on the big screen going down. Uh, was it though? It I was thought, either a Friday night or a Saturday. I th- it was. I think night. it was a Friday night because I worked a lot of Saturday mornings. Oh, all right. But I. But again, I could have done a Sunday morning this one time. Either way, it was definitely a weekend night. The game happened. Um, and I worked the next morning. I remember driving, and so it was, let's see, it was November 19th, 2004. Was it a full-on WFAN dominant all-day-long topic? I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, and I'm trying to think if it was, was it Richard Near? Because then that would also tell me that it was probably a Sunday. Uh, I sat Boring. Brother. Come on, dude. Jesus, That Eddie. wasn't me. I, no, I didn't say yeah, it was you. Eddie. It was Eddie. I get it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, me yeah, saying right. boring, but that's Eddie playing. I know, I know. So the 19, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a Friday night, so it was Saturday morning I was working. I do remember that it was pretty much, the as details were coming in, because again, you know, with social media now, it wasn't like it is now then, but we still had it on ESPN all night, and I do remember, I mean, it was pretty much the whole day. Hmm. And rightly so. I mean, you don't yeah. see anything like that. And I remember watching, I remember being in the newsroom, and reading the newspaper, I guess we had newspapers back then, reading the papers about it, but then watching SportsCenter all morning, and I felt like you kind of learned a lot as it happened. I'm with you, Jerry. If uh, you throw a beer at a player, he should be able to come up and punch you right in the face. I'm with you. Yeah, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, but not really. I don't. I say I, I say it. Like just throw a beer at a player, he could punch. He should be able to punch you in the face. terrible human behavior. It yes. really is. It's a sh- it shouldn't happen either, but... That's where we're at. Anyway, let's take a break. Boy, was Marv Albert doing that game? Yes. No. You know what's funny about that? The game was on ESPN. They had Jim Gray doing sidelines, and I couldn't tell if it was Breen or not. But I'm not. I don't. I don't know. Like, how did that end? Like, how did that whole thing end that day? Well, they called nine one one, and they got a big police presence because there was no. There were only three or four police people in the arena at the time it happened. The game was over. It was the last couple of minutes of the game. And so when everything was out of hand, people were calling 911. And what they did was they made sure that they got the players off the court and then tried to exit the crowd in a somewhat orderly fashion. That parking lot must have been a disaster. Oh, it had to have been. No question. But remember, the Palace was also on Auburn Hills, so it wasn't in Detroit. So you had a lot of space. It's kind of like the Meadowlands. There was probably a lot of open area. I've never been there. I don't know. But... Anyway, all right, we're going to take a break. I have an Amy Sportsman to Jerry. I don't know if you have the topic. I happen to have it right here in my hand. It really it doesn't matter. It's an Odyssey Sportsman. It's Amy Lawrence. She says there's no, no better <laughs> way to learn <laughs> than by doing. Here's Amy. I'm Amy Lawrence ah, with an Odyssey it. Sports Minute. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. we got a couple more minutes. G comes in here at 6 o'clock. Mets uh, terrible on Sunday night. Yankees a really good win. And then we've got more to do, Al. Jerry, the Field of Dreams game that was on Fox averaged 5.9 million viewers, which I thought was a lot. Yeah, I didn't. And I was blown away by the number because every person I talked to really was into it and watched. Like, I got text messages that night from people I hadn't talked to in months about how cool it was, what it looked like. I guess my question would be how the ratings are tabulated because I know everybody, everyone I know, was in on that in the pregame in the first inning or so. And I'm wondering if people are just not interested in the game and they tuned it out after seeing what it looked like. Yeah, I don't know, but they said 5.9 million now. The Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and Steelers had 1.4 million more yeah. people watching, which that doesn't make any sense. To Football me. is king. I know, but it's, st- but it's still no uh, one ow. you've ever heard of. I'm with you. You know, Dak Prescott didn't play. Ben Roethlisberger didn't play, but it's still the Steelers and the Cowboys, and I people guess. are looking for football. But those Fakakta football leagues don't work. 
They don't, football. but they don't have the logos, and they that's don't have true. the NFL. It's it's different. People do love a logo, Jerry. They do, and they love the NFL. And for the second straight week, I, because I'm jonesing for football, watched a lot of CFL. <laughs> Which is not exactly Fakakta, because right. it's been around for 50 years, but it's still kind of Fakakta. I didn't even know they were playing. Right. Are they mid-season? Or are they at the well, start they, of they the... have a shortened season. They usually start at the end of June, but they started last week. All right. They have that giant end zone, right? 20 yards? Yes. Oh, that's pretty And cool. the field's longer. Correct. And wider. Right. And it's three downs, and you can be running towards the line of scrimmage at the snap. So there's a lot of Fakakta rules. You'd have to learn it before you watch it. Right. Definitely different, although the closest thing we probably have to the NFL. I do like the extra large. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York, and Odyssey Station. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Alexa, play WFAN.